Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. It's time for the High School Hour, brought to you by the Cutter Group. Now, live from the ESPN Louisville studio, here are your hosts, Morgan Schmidt, Ava Blair, and Katie Dykes. Good afternoon, and welcome to the High School Hour, presented by the Cutter Group. I'm Morgan Schmidt. I'm Ava Blair. And I'm Katie Dykes. We are students from Manuel High School, and we're going to talk about a variety of high school sports taking place from the fall to the spring. Today, we're going to be discussing high school football, so this is our high school football start special. So I guess we just could get into it. Woo. First yeah. show, guys. Who's excited? We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into the reclassification. This took place about in spring last year, and all of the contracts with teams and stuff, we're done. So, Ava, you want to start us off with some moves? Yep. So some of the most notable moves are Covington Catholic going from 5A to 4A, Central going from 4A to 3A, and Frederick Douglass going from 5A to 6A. Frederick Douglass won the Class 5A state championship last year against Woodford County, and I think they, after that they thought it was the best decision to move. Mm-hmm. Bardstown went from 3A to 4A. Franklin Simpson went from 4A to 3A. Ashland Blazer went from 3A to 4A. Moore went from 4A to 5A. Doss went from 5A to 4A. Um, Jefferson Town went from 5A to 4A as well. Western also 5A to 4A. Butler went from 6A to 5A. And DeSales went from 3A to 4A. And when I was researching this, I found, I went to Courier Journal, and um, Jason Franks talked to Don Bowers, who's the athletic director from sales, and said that the decision was made um, with Central and Christian Academy. They made a discussion because none of them wanted to be in the same district, Bowers said. And we all got together and decided it's time to make a move was his quote. So, Katie, what are you guys? What do you got? I mean, does anybody re- understand the reclassification? I mean, <laughs> I had to have one of the football guys explain it to me <laughs> in math. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? Good for the teams that moved up, and you know, it's tough for the teams that moved down. Yeah, I think but it un- it happened. It happened for a reason. I feel like that's a hard discussion between athletic directors oh, and coaches because they want to be, they want to play their best, but they also want to like be seen and be noted. I guess notice, notarized. Yeah, and it like it levels up the playing field for some yeah. of the better teams. Or- I feel like it gives everybody like a fair chance, and like yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing is a lot of these are, I would say, more competitive. Yeah. Especially the 6A and 5A, obviously. But uh, I think Frederick Douglass is going to add a lot to the 6A. 
Just because of how they played last year. Yeah, it'll it'll be a lot more uniqueness and toughness and, you know, all-around character that, you know, what makes these teams or classes pretty good, pretty competitive. Katie, do you want to get into our coaches? All right, sure. So thank you, um, Jason Frakes, first of all. Um, he, I, he's a, he's a, he, I think he's like a saint to me. Seriously, he's a love you so much. Um, but you know, when we were researching, there was there's actually a lot of um, first and second year coaches. Um, I just compiled um, seven or eight, you know, just to um, keep the list short. But uh, I'll go ahead and get into that. So we have first up, we have Keegan Kendrick. This is his second year at um, Bullet East High School. Um, Kendrick first came to Bullet East in 2019, obviously making his way up as. Um, head coach um in his first year as head coach um he and the chargers um achieved a 14 and 1 record with 14 wins and 14 consecutive wins which are both now school records which i mean after after yeah. that that's probably a great hire and they only lost their first game i, I know after, yeah after totally rebounded. they just went totally rebounded yeah. um so uh, they also achieved their first regional title since 2008 and they ended up beating male in the classic state championship so i mean what more of a season could you ask for? And we're not even over yet because in the days after, then quarterback Travis Egan um, named Kentucky's Mr. Football and head coach King Kendrick was named KSR's um, Coach of the Year. Trigan, Travis Egan is now a walk-on at UofL, and I wish him the best of luck this season. Oh, really? Yeah, and how. Ooh, I'll have to tune into UofL games and now then. Um, next up, we have Ken Whalen, first year at Eastern. Um, fun facts about him, he did actually previously serve, previously serve as the football coach from 2004 to 2011. His last um, year as head coach, or so people had thought, um, he ended the season 10-3 and and finished up as regional runner-up. But uh, some of you may not know that he's actually been involved in Eastern a lot of Eastern athletics for most of his duration there and now obviously coming back. Uh, he served as the track and field coach, assistant lacrosse coach, and actually the assistant field hockey coach. So, you know, he's all around there. So he's probably a pretty good contact if you ever want to look him up, you know. Um, and he was also named as the career journal coach of the year in 2008. So I'm sure they're pretty pr- pretty excited to have him back there. He's been there a long time. Well, I mean, that's probably good. That's probably great to yeah, I, I think he's Yeah, he's very dedicated to their sports. I think that's really good for the team. Yeah, um, I mean ten and three last season, and I'm sure he's stayed yeah. connected with. And Eastern. I feel like they have a, they have a much harder um, season this year with the reclassification because now they have they have to play manual. Um, they have to play Fern Creek, mm-hmm. Trinity, Ballard. Like those are just to name a few, but those are some really tough games. And I think as a first season coach, I think that can be a little intimidating. I think all these coaches on Absolutely. this list is like can be very intimidated by being first years, and they see all of like um, the I guess vets in the Kentucky high school football. Just like so, I think that I think he might be a little intimidated. I know, but I'm just so excited for all these coaches. I mean, they may have a young team, they may have an experienced team, they may have you know an in between team, but you know, but he may not. He may he may not be. Um, intimidated with being there for a really long time. I mean, I don't think he would be, but I mean, I don't know him, so you know, we'll yeah. see. Okay, so moving on, we also have Sean Little, his first season at Oldham County. Um, before coming going to Oldham County, actually, he spent nine years as an assistant um, at Franklin Central Indiana, as well as serving as the associate head coach. 
offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Ballard for the um, past two seasons, according to the Oldham County era. So he was hired, Little was hired as the head football coach in early January this year. Um, and probably, obviously, they needed him anyway. Um, <laughs> Oldham <laughs> County was 0-11 last year, so... That's tough for an yeah, Well, director. I mean, it's an easy decision, I think, for the athletic director at that point after that season. Yeah. But coming yeah. in as that kind of coach and you're like they were well yeah. 11 last year you're like this is a lot of work um, it's gonna be a tough like work for him and I think he's probably been working all summer with his team well I think like that's why they hired him his experience yeah. and the athletic director David Latendry has cited his experience um leading a successful offense in the state's largest class you know as a crucial hiring point because you know offense wins games but defense wins championship but still you need offense to like score and like mm-hmm. make your progress but um, in in the end, um, um, with Little's experience, and you know, he's I think it said he was going to start as a teacher there pretty soon, um, probably already there now since the school year started. And then with the building of the relationships, you know, teams probably better watch out um, for Oldham County, you know, because they're probably after last season they're probably ready to rebound and you know prove their their self worth and their dominance to the other teams that are in their class and the other teams in the surrounding area. Yeah. Yep, and it'll only go up from here after the 0-11 season, so good luck. Yeah, you can't Wish you all the luck. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next up, we have Justin Hatchett. This is his um, second season at Southern. So according to um, – Con- how do you say that? <laughs> I'm stuttering. Who? Never mind. Okay, so um, Hatchett was an assistant head coach under um, Mike Gossett. Um, at Southern, who's now retired, um, before he became head coach um, after his retirement in late 2021. Um, and because of the time, obviously, already spent at Southern and as um, assistant coach. And actually, he, he actually played football, um, played wide receiver at Kentucky State University in the early 2000s. So his knowledge and experience, you know, he's obviously a knowledgeable and experienced coach. So he probably already has the trust and respect of the players, and they can only get better from there. Um, you know, they did struggle um, last season. Um, they went 3-8. and eight. Um, Obviously, they're losing to some pretty good teams. They were in a tough class. But, um, you know, we can only wish the best for them, and um, they'll rebound. That's all you can do. Work harder, you know. I mean, Before football's you, hard, y'all. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, before, it's hard being a coach now that I think about it. Seriously. Before you get to the like the next um, coach, one that you don't have on here is Lexington Catholic. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Bajic, I think is how you say his name. He was assistant coach at St. X for a couple of years and now has gone to um, Lexington Catholic. So I just – you didn't have that on there, and I knew that was one. So. That was a big one. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and all of that was according to Colonels Wear Blue. Be able to progress. Um, perhaps got to get our sources in there, y'all. Okay, now moving on. Um, second season at Bullet Central um, is head coach Lewis Clark. Um, they're preparing to opening their season against Nelson County, I think the 19th. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Clark was a longtime assistant coach at Bullet Central under several head coaches, and he admits that it was only after the third time that he applied for the job that he got it. Now, last year was as his first season as head coach, he I mean, it was kind of a struggle because what I read was there was only 60 players. 60. Oh, my God. In all four classes. 60 players, y'all. An average has, what, 80? 
80 to 100 i don't know at least but i mean they came they had a five and six season which with that many players i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of them played on both sides of the ball but yeah i think you have to with that list of players yeah i think we go now to um mikhail mckay for more first season Mm mm-hmm oh and uh that information about lewis clark um thanks pioneer news for that he has a resume he does yes he does do y'all want to talk about him i mean i can i can i can talk about him he okay he was a graduate at more high um he played football and basketball he then went on to play football at the university universities of arkansas and cincinnati and eventually became a part of the off-season and practice squads of the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, the Colts, the Titans, and the Cincinnati Bearcats. He was also a part of the AF, XFL, and CFL. Which, wow. That's Look just, that. that's a long list. Did he play for any? You did all this um, research. No, he didn't play. He he wasn't like drafted or anything. He just signed he didn't, on. He, yeah, he didn't. He just signed on to these teams. Yeah, but he like did. That. He did he sign on for any of like the season seasons, like regular seasons, or was it just practice squads? I think it was just the practice just squads. I, I I think he didn't. I mean, he said later that he had an opportunity to play with um, the um, I would have XFL, um, that and um, United States Football League that. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan. You're welcome. Um, but, you know, he was just drawn back here. He wanted stability to settle, and football is what he knew best. So he, you know, wanted to pay it back to his community, I guess, bring people out, and he settled at more. Last year um, he was the head coach for Moore Middle, and they didn't. They had a pretty good season, and, you know, now he's taking the reins for this. Apparently what you have here is from the Courier-Journal. It says that the assistant athletic director was concerned about putting him yep. in head coach. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I kind of get, but, I mean, if his whole life has been mostly Yeah, that resume is just, like, I wouldn't be concerned. No. With a lot of experience. Well, there's a difference between playing football and coaching football. Yeah, I will say, Like, you can have the skill and the experience, but you also don't have the skill and experience of coaching. But, obviously, with him having that list, long list, uh, he must be, like, good at, like, being coached. Yeah. He he probably had a good relationship with all of his coaches. No, Absolutely. And um, I have a quote from him saying that, and Moore jumped from Class 4A to 5A, so, I mean, they'll have a pretty good season. Uh, but McKay just, um, he said, my expectations are to the ceiling. I've always been an overachiever. But th- first things first, it's about building the community. I want to bring back the um, camaraderie. camaraderie, that good time feeling where it's enjoyable to watch football. And you can't get any better than that, really. And I think we're now going to get to the most newsed. I think broadcasted change of coaching. Yes, in Louisville. Um, so we have Mr. Josh Gillespie, his first season at Manual. Um, just a little background about him: he's been on the coaching staff since 2019. Um, he also serves as one of Manual's health and PE teachers, and he is actually a Manual alum. And he played football for the Crimson's during his four seasons there at Manual too. And um, just talking, like, going into teams and um, what to expect from, um, I think, some of the teams this year. Talking about manual, um, we're students there, but also, like, is that an issue or something we should be worried about with a coaching change, as, like, as, clo- as close to the season as it happened? Um, I 
I know a lot of the football players really loved oh, yeah. Mr. G. So. But, like, you spend an entire summer working and then that happened. I feel like that could, it, also, that could set some things. It's kind of a crush, but yeah. I think they're tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they can, you know, rebound, and I bet they already have. I bet, yeah. you know, they've had team meetings and they, you know, discussed about the future. and what I think they all have one themselves. goal and they want to win. And yeah, they want to be a team. So I think, I don't think it will affect them, but, I mean, it could. It probably has a little bit. It's but always th- something you have to think th- about yeah, with the it's, context. It's yeah. probably in the back of their minds. They're just focused for, you know, football to start for Friday's game against Central. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all, that, that's all they can do. That's all they should do. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't worry about the past. And let's talk about Frederick Douglass, because this is a team I'm very excited for. Okay. Lead it. Lead it away. They were, what was it, 14-0 last year? They had a, um, they didn't lose once. And that's really, really? hard to do. And they, they won the 5A. But I think that is just so difficult to do nowadays, with just, like, with weather and just impending things you can't control that happens in a game. Injuries. I don't know if anybody got injured, like, during the season for Frederick Douglass, but... And also just their resume with their players. What class are they in now? 6A. 6A? They moved up. We literally just said that, like, five (laughs) minutes ago. How is my memory this bad? And we'll get into this later, but Frederick Douglass also has some of the top recruits in the state. Like, a lot. So then, y'all better watch out for that team then. There are so many good teams that are, like... Already here, already existing, and then I'm sure we'll just see some ridiculous games this season. I mean, oh yeah, we're what two two days away, mm-hmm. and oh, so much excitement, y'all! Like I can feel it building right now. Are there any teams that you guys like feel like you're waiting for the anticipation of their games? I don't know if I can say there's just one. Honestly, no, yeah, there isn't. Seriously, I mean. I can't pick one off the top of my head right now. Can you, Ava? I can't either. It's just, for me, like, high school football is just about going to the games and just having fun, seeing how much everyone else has fun and how much the players love it. That's really just what it's all about. But what surprised me is um, St. X and Trinity got knocked out pretty early last year. Yeah. St. X lost to Mail in overtime. You know what? That's good and bad. It's good to see, you know, these public schools rising up and but it's also St. X and Trinity are known is, for but football but they also have the materials the re- yeah the resources the equipment you know the pre- the preparedness preparation whatever you know that stuff so like, it is good yeah. and bad in some way but I yeah I just want to see what those two teams do from last year in their postseason no yeah absolutely yeah. and we obviously have to talk about Bullet East yes they are they came out of nowhere they came out of nowhere, didn't they? Oof. Okay. Um, okay, and uh, with that, we're going to head to break real quick. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about some first-week matchups and players to watch in the region. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. 
You can give it to your girl. I share it with a squirrel. Buy by the case. Pour it in your face. LA, the sun drink up tomorrow. LA, a new kind of taste. LA, the sun drink up tomorrow. LA, it's from another place. Crisp, clean, LA. Welcome back to the High School Hour by the Cutter Group. Now, here's Morgan, Ava, and Katie. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. I don't know about y'all, but that was a quick, like, 20 minutes or whatever. And, you know, we still have a lot to discuss. I'm excited um, to um, let you all um, hear what we have to say. I left off on Bullet East. All right. So, you know, JCPS is, you know, we've been at home the past couple days. Woo! And Bullet East. <laughs> I'm so bored. Yeah. Bullies did not, they did not back down. They actually made it into, like, something. They, Bullies High School Athletics decided to tweet this after they canceled school and said, due to snow days and JC, they tagged JCPS, our football scrimmage against Ballard was canceled. Looked like the roads will be bad until Saturday morning. And then they go, tired of snow days in August, tired of long bus rides, tired of being tired. Bullet East is getting new athletic facilities, starting a new fine arts edition later this year, and we have lots of housing going up. Tonight, uh, oh, tonight's Bullet East High School Chargers match at Cal will still take place despite the horrific snow-covered roads in Jefferson County. (laughs) I mean, I just have to laugh. Look, I mean... It it does suck that, you know, this has happened, and obviously, you know, I mean, we still don't know. I mean, they've had their plan. We're going to go back, knock on wood. But, like, nobody knows at this How point. How many people went to Bullet East after those tweets? Seriously. Um, I kind of want to know. I mean, you can't really blame Bullet East for, like, saying this, though. I mean, it's frustrating. Uh, yeah, it'd be really frustrating as a football coach to, like, be, like, you have your last scrimmage before the f- first season starts, and you're, like... Well, they You're did. Kidding? They did reschedule them. Though. They, they rescheduled could, quite a bit of them, well, but they, not all of them. They could still play on Friday and Saturday. I thought. No, they can. But like last week, they all had to reschedule to the weekend. But like, um, Bullet East didn't play Ballard anymore. Like Manuel went oh, and played Ballard okay, for their scrimmage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it 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 I th- yeah, it conflicted a lot of schedules, and I think that some JCPS schools and other schools couldn't really. Yeah. yeah, they really did not hold back. When I first saw these tweets, I was like, "Is this real?" No, no I, yeah, I didn't think they're real. <laughs> I saw them like five minutes before we we're talking about it now. I'm like, wow, you know, mm, I see where you're going with this, you know. <laughs> Let's like, you know, I guess catch Jason. I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? What's their like ultimate goal with this? Seriously. To get more athletes. Yeah, do we think but, anyone transferred? But yeah, that's my question. Well, but no offense to Bullet East, but like. Why would you transfer? I mean, you obviously could, but still. They're just trying to make everybody laugh. And, like, they want to they okay, yeah. make all their kids, like, in the school think they're, like, the best. Well, I mean, kind of a good strategy. Maybe. I mean, okay. whatever. But that was that. Um, we're going to get off topic for just another second real quick. Um, you know, obviously high school football is coming up. But we also have um, NFL and college um, seasons coming up. 
And um, so on NFL will start September seventh. And what we wanted to talk in mean, preseason is already gonna. Already we all have it. We this is our thing. We all have a fantasy league together. Yes. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, why wouldn't you? Fantasy is just so fun. Whether you put put money on it, they or should not. have a fantasy league for high school. Well, um, I think I should make an app. No, seriously, but you know, like speaking of fantasy football, like who do you think are like some of the top like picks on your lineups? I mean, I'll go ahead and read off a list on. I'll read like a top I can't five. say mine. Mine are bias. And okay, they probably won't well, give me points. We know who they are already. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. But I mean, we'll d- I'll just go ahead and read off some off ESPN. The top five is Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, um, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, and Saquon Barkley. Okay, Jamar Chase is on mine. But. Well, yeah. Just go ahead okay. and say your list. Come on. It's the entirety of the Bengals offense. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get me points. I know. Okay, okay. Well, let's just hear it because. I want to hear it. Joe Burrow, which love. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to draft him yet. Oh come on! Okay, let's you're getting, get let's you're go. Let's start talking already. about our matchups that we like for the week. Yo, all Morgan loves Joe Burrow, so do I. But Morgan yeah. loves him even more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Sorry. Okay, so just looking at this list, my first one I see is Central Harden and George Rogers Clark, which is played Friday. Um... At f- eight o'clock at the Clark County Bowl. Um, any intakes on that? No, I don't have any intakes, but like I know Central Harden can be very physical, and George Rogers Clark is just—I feel like that's a—and the fact that they're playing in the Clark County Bowl, they must be rivals. I think all of the ones that are playing like in a bowl have necessarily been rivals at some point. There's just a lot of—I mean, there's so many good teams, like. Um, something that just um, came out to me is Greenwood versus Hopkinville. I mean, yeah. we the Greenwood, Greenwood is um, in Bowling Green, and um, I go down there for a tennis tournament um, every March, and their athletic facilities are crazy good. And mm, I, that's I, at six o'clock. On I know. Friday. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got to notice that time. But I mean, like, I have no idea like what their skill level is. I'm sure they're really good because you know Bowling Green is relatively small school district or smaller compared to JCPS. And then obviously Hopkinsville, that's what Southwest. Yeah, Southwest, obviously. So I don't know. I think I'm 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 kind of interested in that game. I think my next one is um, Central and Manual. I'm like just going by time. Friendly. It's more of a friendly game than a competitive. This game. was on Jason Frank's list of top matchups this week. What did he have to say about it? I think he just said it was going to be like a friendly kind of like you. They see each other usually every it, first well, every year. Yeah, isn't there? It's their both of it's their, they open play. What, yeah. what am I saying? The first both for for oh my god. <laughs> every both these teams play each other the first game of the week for high yeah. school football. Okay, I said it good. And it's like this is a good game to get everyone in the mood for high school football. All the players. Like, it's like, you know they want to win, but at the same time, they want to have, like, they don't want to win. They just want to be friendly and, you know, like, it's almost like if you, like, during, like, free period or something, if you went outside to the field and you just started a football game and And all like that, but still with some competitive fire. Talking about this game, uh, Manual Athletics tweeted that all students, that we, students at Manual have, can buy a card to get them in front of home games. Yeah, and Central. You have to bring your student ID with your like ticket with your ticket or the card yeah or they're not gonna let you in so do we really think that it's gonna be that big of a crowd they don't do I'm, that for the male manual game but like no e- i feel like they did no. 
Did I f- not? No. No. Oh, I don't. Because it was at mail. But I just like. Do we think it's gonna be that big? I mean, I feel like it will be. On, it's not. I feel like it's not just going to be manual and central crowds. I feel like just people in the neighborhood, yeah. and then just like you know, sports other like local news sportscasters, blah 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 blah, and then you know other people, but maybe like you know other high schools that don't have a game or whatever. Their game starts somewhat. somewhat but also, I think is to keep students just in the student section because if you have your ID, they might be like checking us because yeah. those student sections can get big yeah. and very crowded very quickly. So I think it's also a safety thing. Yeah, but also, like, I know some of the weeks where either if Manuel will have an away game or something, I would go to other high school football games, yeah. like, say, next or Trinity. So maybe the students that have games that, like, or, like, their team plays away and wanted to go to mm-hmm. this game won't be yeah. able to because they wouldn't have a parent to go with them because yeah. that's what... But I don't know if... If you're like a central student, like I don't, you you all you have to buy a ticket. But like, are they gonna deny you entry? Was that was the tweet well, that no, they no, were no. gonna deny people's entry? I'm pretty sure. Or is it just a student? I'm pretty sure I saw that you. If you didn't have like an ID with you, you would just go to the front gate and you would verify with somebody that you were okay. a student attending either central or mail. I don't okay, think they okay. would reject you. Plus, why would they? It's just money. But yeah, central is gonna have a student section. But I think Ava's question was. Like, peop- students going from Central, like, if, do they need, like, a student ID to bring? This tweet was just directed to manual students. I feel like if Central students, I feel like, you know, the Central admin and AD- athletic department would tell them that, but I, yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah, that's a good question. My bad for misunderstanding. Um, let's see. Meade County and Henderson County. Both in, like, the same area. I think a lot of these games are a lot of teams in the same area. And this is a long list. Yeah, you said I'll it. be completely honest. There are some teams on this list of... That you did not know that existed? That I have never heard of before. <laughs> I mean, there are still towns in Kentucky that I've never heard before. When you go on a road trip or somewhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know this was a town. Well, the cool thing... I'm going to get off topic. The cool thing about Kentucky is they have like all these like cities that are named after like all these big European cities you know like london oh yeah 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 that i've always thought that was kind of neat about kentucky louisville is supposed to be louisville because it's named after louis king louis the yeah 14th i think it was the third but i i'm not for sure (laughs) i'm looking it up but you brought up the european names we're supposed to be louisville but everybody in louisville gets mad if you call it louisville well yeah but okay keep going um butler and mail i feel like they always play each other first too i feel like that'll be a good competitive game okay pause it was named in honor of king louis the 16th of france ah. we were both wrong. so <laughs> butler and mail any, any you guys got any well with butler they have a first season head coach or i think he's a first he made on those i think he's a first season head coach butler and mail did not play last year they haven't played since 21 Oh really? They but they have a long history. They went like years of like playing each other. Who won in twenty one? Male, forty seven to six. Okay, oh. so Butler's head coaches in his first season. So. Okay, Jake Jake Reynolds. So that might be an interesting game with the new head coach. I mean, Male's always a good team. We haven't Manuel hasn't won in quite a while. Well, I mean, there's also I'm there's probably also a reason that Butler is in what five A or six A. I think they're I'm getting confused right now. Oh. Are they? On. Um, well, they they started playing each other in 99. 
And it they used to be in the same district. It says they're in 5A. Okay. But they don't... They, I guess they're not in the same district anymore, but they used to be okay. district rivals. Well, I mean... I think district games are always, I like, think it'll, the most competitive. I mean, yeah, I, I think it'll be a chance for, for people to see what how Butler can play, what they can do, and then... Obviously, expectations are probably high of male because, you know... Male's always been dominant against them in history, yes. Yes. Well, then, yes. And male lost by one point in the state last year. So, I think male has a... I don't know if they have a lot of pressure or they have a lot of vengeance towards the new season. Yeah, vengeance is the word I was looking for. I'm like, I think they're going to come back strong after losing. What hurt male the most was losing Max Ganey to a collarbone injury. He went out very kind of early on mid-season and I think that kind of hurt them because he's one of the top recruits in the state and he's amazing so do we want to you guys have any next ones that you matchups that you like I feel like we could go on forever I mean no we this could is a really big list and obviously there are probably some great teams that we don't even know about that are competing oh the one team I'm very excited to see like our teams in the um, area playing is Taft from Cincinnati Ooh. They are a pack team. Um, I don't know, just the word Taft, like, because William Howard Taft, you know, he was all big and burly, and you know. (laughs) Is that the right word? Yeah, I guess. Burly. That's what I would say. Burly. (laughs) What if I said burly? Whatever that means. Big and burly. Um, I don't mean for the bad offensive. I'm joking all. I'm trying so hard not to laugh right now. Okay. I gotta take a breath. I'll let Morgan and Ava take a breath. (laughs) Um, I'm, I don't really know a lot, so I'm going to WCPO, which is Cincinnati. And according to this, they have, um, Tyler Williams is their head coach. And this is, he's entering his third season and they have a next man up mentality that the players, players that change is inevitable inevitable so everyone has to be focused on the game regardless of injuries or other adversity during the season which i think is amazing because you really can't prevent those things no i think what helped um that's what i think male needs this season is they need a lot of advert i feel like a lot of these teams need adversity after all the injuries that teams had last year and I'll st- say this with Manuel, too, because Manuel struggled with um, some injuries at the season. I mean, Eli Creech went out against North Harden with the collarbone. Yeah. Pretty so sure. doesn't happen I'm pretty sure it's North Harden. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him play. Senior year. Hopefully it'll yeah. be epic. Probably will be. Um, Taft was division, was division fourth regional runner-up last season, and they lost to the state runner-up. Um, they've been twenty and five in playoff wins the past two years, and this and so it mean it, the team is wanting an opportunity to play for the state championship. Um, seen their um, Tayshaw Banks recently committed to the University of Pittsburgh, and he thinks that they could really have a chance at state in like Ohio this year. And they also have a defensive end going to Michigan. A wide receiver and DB going to West Virginia, who is Jaquan Posick, and a defensive back, Quentin Price, is also someone who's where people are looking for to come in. So I just wow. wanted to... I got live. a lot of good players then. Yeah. yeah. So I think for them, they're playing PRP first. 
So. Yep. So, when we come back from break, we will talk about our pick for the game of the week. Yep. See you in a little bit. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You are listening to the High School Hour by the Cutter Group. Now, here's Morgan, Ava, and Katie. All right, welcome back to the High School Hour. Before we get into our Game of the Week pick, we want to talk about our top picks for players in each class. I'm going to start with 6A. So we have Sean Boykins Jr. from North Harden. He's a wide receiver. Last year, he had 56 receptions for 897 yards and 10 touchdowns. And he rushed for 221 yards and five touchdowns. Then I have Max Ganey, the male wide receiver, for 37 catches, 445 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, then I have Frederick Douglass, offensive lineman, Zuri Madison. Um, he helped the Broncos average 43.6 points per game on, and went, led them to a 15-0 and record for the Class 5A title. Then I have Zeke Washburn from Manuel. He's a running back. He rushed for 1,388 yards and 20 touchdowns, and he earned third-team All-State honors, and he was named Class 6A District 3 Player of the Year. Then I'm going to go into 5A. I'm going to start with Austin Alexander, a Cooper Cooper, uh, High School tight end and linebacker. He has offers from Duke, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisville, North Carolina, and many others. Wow. He has 34 catches for... 522 yards, six touchdowns, and posted 85 tackles with 11 sacks and an interception. Then I have Deuce Bailey, the Bowling Green quarterback. He threw for 3,136 yards, 34 touchdowns, and rushed for 424 yards and three touchdowns. Um, then I have McKeek. Katie, can you help Mackay. me? Mackay Smith from Woodford County. He's a wide receiver and safety. He caught four... 41 passes for 671 yards, eight touchdowns, and posted 40 tackles, um, six tackles for loss and four interceptions. He has offers from Eastern Kentucky, Kentucky, Louisville, West Virginia, and Western Kentucky. Uh, going to 4A, Hayes Johnson, Taylor County offensive lineman. He earned third team all state and committed, and he's committed to Kentucky. Um, Talik, or Ty Ty Williams, is the running back from Bardstown. He rushed for 1,882 yards, scored three touch, th- scored 34 touchdowns, 25 rushing, 6 receiving, and 3 returns. And he was named Class 3A District 3 Player of the Year. Then I have Sage Dawson, the Boyle County quarterback. 
1,704 yards, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he rushed for 623 yards and five touchdowns. And he played, he actually played both sides of the ball on defense. He had 17 tackles and one interception. Just wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the, a this lot is, of numbers. Some of these stats are like crazy. I mean, this is just 6A, 5A, and 4A. And I mean, wow. Not just, to toot Manuel's own horn, but like, no one saw Zeke Washburn coming. No. He kind of like he just kind of came out of nowhere and said, "I'm gonna like a secret weapon." Yeah, much. no, but like because thirteen hundred, almost fourteen hundred yards. And then, I mean, rushing. he'll probably get over two thousand. He'll oh, get yeah. over this, after this year. But I mean, like these players, like wow! I mean, they are just the level of play and their ability, and then some of them being able to play on both sides of the ball and like achieving like all of these like goals and doing all of this stuff like it's like a crazy stunt like a stunt move i mean wow just wow one of the things that i was most shocked about when morgan was just reading this out was the bowling green quarterback who threw almost for almost 3200 yards that's that's like well that's probably a lot of dedication a lot of sweat a lot of hard work and i mean what more can you ask for i mean he gotta be proud of himself he ought to like be proud, and I mean, I'm sure he is, and I mean, he, he, you know. Lot, lots and lots of work right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, but then you think about it, though, nowadays, like, if you want to play a sport, you need to start at, like, your, if you're, like, oh, four yes. or five years old. And it, I'm if sure, you don't, I'm you're sure, so behind. I'm sure a lot of these players have done that, and then this is, that's probably one of the reasons why, because, I mean, sports these days, you're, Like, if them. you do not start so off young, you're just so behind by the time you get to high school. And some people do catch up, and they, like, kind of find they're able to find their footing again yeah but also they're like kind of like dang i didn't start earlier and then they work so hard to get to the level that everyone and, else and is or that, people who you know that, earlier. that's good and bad in some ways but you know it's mostly for the good and it's these players are just ridiculous okay. do you want to continue Ava? yes do you have something else to add? so now on to the 3a players to watch first cole hodge the christian academy quarterback who completed 169 out of 232 passes that's almost 73 percent and threw for almost 3,000 yards and had a state best 48 touchdowns with just four interceptions and then Cortez Stone who's the central running back and has lots of offers carried 271 times for 2,191 yards with 26 touchdowns and earned Class 4A, District 4 Player of the Year. And Cortez, he has um, offers from Ball State, Cincinnati, Eastern Kentucky, Louisville, Miami of Ohio, and Western Kentucky. Yep. Wow. So to finish up 3A, Jackson Wasick, the Lexington Catholic quarterback who passed for, again, almost 3,000 yards and 41 touchdowns with just seven interceptions. That's crazy. Crazy. And then... So, now to Class 2A, Cutter Bowley, the Lexington Catholic quarterback. Christian. Christian. Lexington. <laughs> We're Christian. just <laughs> It's okay. Um, he earned second-team second All-State honors last year after completing 63.5% of his passes for almost 4,000 yards and 36 touchdowns and also rushed for six touchdowns. Juju Starks, the Mayfield running back, who rushed for 1,000 214 yards and 21 touchdowns and led them to the state final. And then Brady Atwell, the Owensboro Catholic quarterback, who threw for 2,743 yards with 30 touchdowns, completing 65% of passes. 
and rushed for almost 600 yards with nine touchdowns. And then finally in Class A, someone help me out. Demetric Welch. Yep, the Newport County Catholic running back and safety who rushed for 1,346 yards, scored 20 touchdowns, 13 rushing, and 3 receiving last season. And then on defense, he posted 56 tackles, 29 solo, 6 tackles for loss, 2 sacks, and 2 interceptions. And then Brock Kaufman, the... Sayers wide receiver who caught 73 passes for 853 yards and nine touchdowns he also returned an interception and a kickoff for touchdowns and ethan harris who's the kentucky country day quarterback passed for 1718 yards scored 21 touchdowns with six interceptions and also rushed for 222 yards and six touchdowns was named the class a district three player of the year again Look at this talent. I just want to say, there are some, like, hidden players in the lower classes. Oh, the dude... Um, I feel like there's so many, much attention on the higher classes, so some people lose track of all Yeah, of well, I mean, this Brock Kaufman, he returned an, an interception and a kickoff for touchdowns. That's not easy to do. No. I mean, they can make it look easy, but it no. takes a lot. NFL I mean, players just, make it wow. look easy. Well, yeah, I mean, who are we kidding? But no, seriously, like, again, the commitment, the dedication... And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that they, they probably don't get the recognition and, you know, yeah, sorry. they deserve. Okay. So we just went through all of our players, our picks from, like, our top players of each class. So now we're going to get into our pick of the game of the week. And we will have a game of the week every week until the football season ends. So our game of the week this year is Bullet East versus Woodford County. Um, they play Saturday at seven, 5 o'clock in the Little Caesars featuring Harrod Bowl, I'm pretty sure. So, Bullet East is coming off a historic season, pulling off the 6A state championship with quarterback Travis Egan. With the state title under their belt, They continue the. will they continue the way they left off, or will expectations of last season and pressure get to them? Do you guys? Um, do you think that? Not have Well, I'll get to that. So, Woodford County had a um, tough loss in the 5A state final against now 618 Frederick Douglass. Will they still be left in a slump after the tough loss, or will they be out to seek vengeance? I don't really... I... Wow. I, I just think both teams are just... They have a lot to prove still. You know, they've got a lot of fire, you know, to win. They've got a lot of determination, and obviously with this being a season opener, you know, they're pumped, and, you know, they want to win it for their team yeah. and for their school and for, you know, everybody involved in youth football and athletics and stuff. Okay. Let me just give you some more ton- context that you can, like, think about. So both teams are very young. Most of their team compiled to freshmen and sophomores. Okay. So most of Woodford roster is back from last year, and they have their quarterback and wide receiver duo from last year. Bullet East star quarterback Travis Egan has graduated, and only two starters are left on the Chargers' offense. One of their line, both two of their linemen, and also Woodford County players play on both sides of the ball. And then, oof, wow. yeah. I mean that. I just think it's. I think Bullet East gonna have a hard time because most of their roster's gone, and. You know, that's very tough, especially losing a quarterback because that's your leader on offense. And while they're now quarterback, um, Jack Zerwerman, I think that's how you pronounce it, 
he was on the team, but he wasn't the quarterback. He he was a backup Warren, quarterback. Zorneman. Okay, thank you. But he was playing defense most of the time. So is that going to be a hard transition? Do you think Bullity's going to have a hard time with not having? I think yes. You know, just because, you know, Travis Egan did lead the team last year and everything, and I think it may be hard for somebody to step in and fill those shoes. But also, this is a great opportunity for, you know, Jack Zorneman to come up. And, I mean, I'm I'm sure they wouldn't have put him in this position if they didn't think he could handle it, and he probably knows he can handle it, and he knows he can do it. It'll just be, you know, when we, when they get on the field and if, if he can execute or not, if he can, you know, you know, complete passes, if he can, you know, move around, you know, the defense and stuff, if he can, you know, shuffle his feet, if he can, you know, think of plays in his head, get the ball out quick, stuff like that, the small tactics and skills mm-hmm. that a quarterback, you know, needs to have. Yeah, and then, like, these players, like the young, because we said this is a young team. Both are young, yeah. They probably, the Bullities team last year probably saw. Yeah, th- yeah. It's like. They're, they looked they, up to yeah. last year's team, so now they're like, we need to fill these shoes. We need to get ready, and let's do this thing. I think Woodford might have a hard time because um, Bullies has now had all this kind of experience, and they're coming off this kind of high. Experience mm-hmm. can can do you great things, but it yeah. also, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, it, you know, yes, experience I don't is think Bullies needs to come into this game and be like, we got this. Yeah. No. It might be that way. No, I But you can never come into a game I like that. I don't feel that. like you should ever go into a game like that because then you're just, you know, you'll get into this mindset and you won't, like, you know, think differently. Or you think, I've got to do this to improve or I need to do this to, you know, tweak this or whatever. Like, no, I don't. So. I don't think that's a good mindset. Bullity's coach, Keegan. Kendrick. Kendrick. Is in his second season. Um, but Woodford County's coach is Dennis Johnson. He was a defensive end and D-lineman at UK, and he played for Arizona Cardinals and the 49ers. How long was he in the NFL? Do you know? I'm not for sure on the years. I think a couple 2002 years 2002 to 2004. Okay, so mm-hmm. two years. A so. couple years. So um, why I think them having that kind of coach who has a lot of experience is why most of their roster is playing both sides of the ball. Because looking at their roster, it is every single, almost every single person. And playing on both sides of the ball also can give you great, like, offensive and defensive insights. Because you know. Yeah. Perspective. Perspective. Um, Just some history of them. They they haven't played in a while. Last played in 2007. They were played, they played in Papa John Stadium, which is now LNN Stadium. And Woodford County won 21-20. So it's a close game. So, um, wow, players well. to watch is the quarterback for Woodford County, um, the wide receiver for Woodford County, and then for or McKee Smith, who we talked about earlier. And then for Bullet East is the quarterback, Jack Zorman, and the defense, because they have seven starters back. What a, they got a stacked defense. And yeah. They all, all of them, all seven of them have so much skill. Yeah. And so, Looking you know, at that at home. Let's talk about who do you think is going to win. Let's get our predictions in. Oh, my gosh. This um, is really hard. I feel like I'm on the college game day set right now. <laughs> and if I don't pick the right person, I'm going to get booed or something. I'm, I'm going with Woodward, Woodward County. I'm going with Woodford County as well. Katie? I'm going to go with Bullities just because you two <laughs> with Woodford County. I'm Ava changed her mind after. Like, she used, Why not? She was having Bullities. Why not? 
Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Woodford County's coaches. My, I think he's the reason I'm picking them. Dennis Johnson. Yes. Okay. I'm Bullities. Let's see what. Let's just see how it goes. Okay. Um, we're gonna. Um, I think that's a wrap now. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for joining us for the high school hour, presented by the Cutter Group. Don't forget to tune back in every Wednesday from six to seven. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>